Welcome back to another episode of Plate Stack Chat. I am Jason and joined once again by Sam and Tom. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thank you. Well, we, I'm speaking for Sam as well, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm also good. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> he, he knew. He took one look and he knew that you must be feeling great. <laughs> and probably another reason that you're, you're feeling so good today is that we have a, a special guest host with us today. Uh, many will know her from watching the CrossFit Games or maybe from listening to Make Pods Great Again, probably from her famous appearance on the CrossFit Bath podcast. That's the real claim to fame. Uh, but we are joined by everybody's favorite sideline reporter and future mum, Nikki Brazier. Nikki, how are you? Oh, I'm also good. I think that uh, Tom was speaking for me too. So good insight. It looks like it's going to end up just yeah. being a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me and Tom. And uh, he can just, <laughs> just let me know what everyone's thinking. Great. Cheers. Yes, thanks. I'll play whatever role is required. Don't worry. <laughs> You're going to go for the expected mom, are you? <laughs> That's probably the best. Yeah. If you could, have you got your pregnancy poses down? You got to really arch your back. You got to put one bell hand like right on top of your belly. I think you can uh, get it. Well, I must, I must, Jason posted a, 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 an Instagram story recently and I was doing kind of like dumbbell push press and uh, definitely I seem to have a bit of a pregnancy pose going on there nice. and uh, I nice. didn't have the same, uh, <laughs> it was, it definitely wasn't because I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. We, we, we hinted at it last week, hinted at it. We, we outright said it was going to happen, but it did happen. Tom and I have finally met in person. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah, Wait, now, you guys don't, wow. you guys don't like. Oh, okay. I guess no. I, 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 whenever I see, you know, multiple people on Zoom run a podcast these days, I assume it's COVID related, but not for you guys. No, 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 no. I've actually, um, I've actually met you in person just the same as much as I have Tom and Jason. Huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. What? Although I would, I'd say we're like geographically pretty, pretty close. So I'm only like 40 minutes on the train from Jason. So now that we're out allowed out and about more here in, uh, in England and the UK, it, it can, it can maybe happen. I'm not just going to yeah. turn up though, Jason, don't worry. I was going to say, I've not agreed to this. <laughs> <laughs> he looks nervous. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking today, seeing as we have uh, Nikki with us, and as we've mentioned, you're, you're, you're often seen at the CrossFit Games. So I, I kind of wanted to talk about our favorite moments from the CrossFit Games. And I don't mean like the greatest moments from the CrossFit Games. But what I mean is kind of the, the moments that we liked personally. Um, mm. And I'll, I'll give you an example because I, I know when I suggested this, Tom, um, Tom looked at me like I was mad. What do I mean by a unique? So for me, a, a moment that really stands out was at the last CrossFit Games in the what was it the 2007 reload 2007 reloaded that was what it was called uh, and the reason it stands out is because i did not care about the crossfit games at that point it had hmm. been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and people had been speculating on who would win out of five people for for months and i was just i was so fed up. I, I had no intention to watch it and it just so happened that i was you know, at my computer and I got like the notification that a YouTube video was starting. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll watch it because maybe Nikki will be there. So, so oh, duh, I'll, I'll course, watch it yeah. for that. <laughs> and it was the, was it like 1,500 meter row buy-in and then it was five rounds of 10 bar muscle-ups and seven shoulder to overhead. Mm -hmm. And Justin Manderas, my boy, was chasing down Matt Fraser 
And in the final round, Matt Fraser got a no rep and he dropped mm-hmm. the bar and I gasped. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. he's human. Maybe yeah. he can be beaten. And I was in. At the, from that point, I was like, I am watching this game. And I watched every event as it happened and followed the whole thing and really enjoyed it. But it was that moment that just kind of made me like, yeah, you you do really like this. Who, who are you kidding that you're saying you're not going to watch it this year? So for me, that is probably on nobody's list of like outstanding moments of the games. But it's a really unique moment that stands out for me. The reason I thought it would be great to get Nikki on is that same games where they had the 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 trail run and they get to the finish line and get told to go back. I remember watching that and thinking, oh, that's devastating. And then I watched the Buttery Bros like behind the scenes. And it hadn't even occurred to me that all the people there, probably Nikki including, knew that that was going to happen. So you're watching it. We're seeing them do a sprint to the finish line and the whole time going, oh, they're going to have to go back. And they don't know. <laughs> I know. I have, it's going to be a know. spicy one. I have never had more anxiety during a CrossFit Games event than during that event. <laughs> Because number one, I knew what was coming and I just, I felt for them so hard because I had watched it happen already. I had watched it happen in, um, with the demo team in trial. And so I had already seen just the sheer soul leaving your body when you recognize from like Chandler Smith or Danielle Brandon, when they were running it, um, before it actually happened. It was, it was devastating to watch. So the whole time they were running, I was like, oh my God, I know, I know what's about to happen. It's, it's killing me. Um, And I was doubly anxious because we were live and I was doing live interviews and I was, I was interviewing Chandler Smith, you know, for, to get his take on the course as it was happening. Cause we had a bunch of like overhead drone shots, but there were plenty of places along the course where you couldn't necessarily see the athletes who were trying to make interesting TV and fill it. And no matter how many times I said ahead of time, Chandler, we can't say anything about what's, what's about to happen. Like we can't give it away. Like nobody knows. I was still panicked that we would say something that was wrong and kind of give it away. So much anxiety totally peaked throughout that entire event for sure. I can imagine that. Right. So I, the bravest person on earth tells Chandler Smith that he's got to go back and do it again, right? Because he will just kill you. He's a mountain. Like, he will literally just kill you. And then, I guess in the same in the same vein, like, if Chandler Smith accidentally lets it slip out, no one's going to be like, what did you do? They'd be like, what? But it would, totally, it would totally be my fault because I was conducting the interview. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would have been, like, on me. So I was like, oh, my God, please don't mess this up and tell him again not to say anything. And both of you just shut your mouth. Um, But what was actually, what was really funny was when Chandler ran it and got told to turn around, he was running it with Danielle and with Saxon and Saxon had already done it once. So he knew what was coming. So yeah, exactly. The look on your face says everything right now, Jason. So (laughs) when they were rushing to the turnaround point, it was like Chandler sold out. It was bad. And Saxon knew exactly what was coming. So he wasn't worried about it so when they both turned around it was this look of like bro you knew like you knew and you didn't tell me and then both of them turned around and went uphill as danielle was going downhill and both of them pretended 
to have turned around to cheer her on and didn't tell her what was coming 400 meters down at the end of the hill either. So she sold out at the end thinking, oh, the boys turned around to like wish me, you know, good luck and a strong finish and whatever. And everyone was just lying to everyone at that point. I was watching like, oh my God. I mean, that that takes you from a feeling of like, I really, these guys are so great. They're so (laughs) lovely. What sweet guys to how evil, vindictive and terrible Mm -hmm. these people truly are. I mean, I remember... Do you imagine that happened, though? Uh, no. Do you imagine that happening in the actual games? No. Like, Matt, Matt Fraser, like, yeah, come on, bro. Uh-uh. You do really... <laughs> Just, like, legging it up the hill. No, because I can't imagine Matt Fraser cheering anybody else on, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point that when you realise, hmm, something's up here. <laughs> Matt Fraser wouldn't be cheering me on. But you know that they still didn't. Like, the couple, as they were watching each other turn around and kind of come back up the hill and whatever... I don't actually think it registered to a bunch because you would think by the third, fourth, fifth person who gets to the end and turned around, they would have some sort of idea what was going on. It still didn't quite register to anyone until when they got to the bottom, except I think maybe Katrin was like, Dave was like, turn around. And she was like, yep, got it. It still was kind of mind blowing to even the people who saw everyone turn around and come back. Because I think at that point, you just have like atrophied brain you're just trying, you you only have that one finish line in mind. And when it changes so fast, you, you might not be able to even get there mentally until you have to. Wild. Well, well, I've, I've shared my, my opinion, but you see, this is it. This, this is what I thought is that you, you just are going to, you know, so none of us have actually been to the game. None of us. Let's just exclude you for a second. The three of us, Sam, Tom, and myself, we've never been to the games. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say never say never, but probably never going to be at the games, to be honest with you. Um, you know, who knows? But but we, so we we get to watch a very curated. Yeah. Like this is what we're putting out for you to see. And, and from that, we pick our moments. But knowing that you're there and you get to see basically everything that doesn't make it to air. Um, I imagine that you've got some unique favorite moments that that kind of either we're unaware of or perhaps we don't realize why such a moment was particularly outstanding or unique compared to you know any other event or any other you know local competition yeah yeah i i do think that um for the most part you're right i do think the three of you should totally get over and get to games at some point when you can <laughs> well next time you're speaking with eric just tell him to i'll let you know, him know. send us out a yeah, couple yeah. of tickets or, yeah. or dave we don't mind who who sends i have a, a hotel booked <laughs> for the madison this year so i booked it right when the dates were announced i i just pro- proactively booked it thankfully it's all got Smart. like a like a covid clause on it so that like i can cancel it but i haven't yeah. gone as far as buying tickets and international travel out of the uk is still not yet allowed it will be soon if all goes to plan but um i haven't yet convinced my wife that got, but I've it might a happen. serious question it for might you be now okay. Tom. with the um i mean Tom, again you're wearing a noble hat today and it's not the same one that you wore last time we called you out for wearing a noble hat Sponsored. so my question <laughs> is with Sponsored. the amount of noble stuff you have how can you afford a hotel at the game because <laughs> it was pay on arrival <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's just there a it is. 
he took out an extra credit card for this yeah but uh no it's it's interesting actually because uh the reason that i i booked it and then the following and so and complete separate reference but this it was going to be the games is the same weekend that we have tickets to see the first showing one of the first ever showings of hamilton here in the uk right but because of restrictions and covid they've now moved that to like september so i'm no longer busy that weekend okay so you are living I'm the dream big. right now. Because I was gonna say I love CrossFit, but Hamilton <laughs> might win. Yeah, N- Nikki, get, guess out of Tom, Sam, and myself, which one doesn't have any children? <laughs> uh, yeah. In fairness to Tom, I mean, games is like three weeks before my due date, and I'm still planning on going. So, <laughs> but it, I tell you, if they don't, if you if you're not able to, or you know something happens, just give me a shout yeah of course um, of course because in the uk kind of a big deal right totally uh, i'm like i'm mean, the equivalent of like ron burgundy like on the crossfit scene in the uk oh. that's i feel like that's how i kind of see myself that's yes. right boys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. many yeah. leather yeah, bound say, books yeah. yes of exactly course, of that's course. it as you can see behind yes me. absolutely yeah. um no that is the plan though i mean i haven't been called we typically don't get the call um they don't staff it until you know a little bit closer to the event but if if they call me if i have the opportunity we already have a plan my husband and i are gonna we're gonna pack the infant car seat in the back just in case and we're gonna drive out there and uh we're gonna do games and then maybe i'll hang out for a bit and have a baby in madison <laughs> just saying why not and then we'll just drive home why not whatever it's just gonna sleep right yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's exactly what yeah. happens when you have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's like three days old. It, it sleeps a lot, right? I mean, like at least for a car ride home for fourteen uh, yeah. hours. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, Nikki. Don't worry about it, and you'll be fine. Right. I'm sure it's yeah. like a breeze oh, for I'm, you as well. You'll, well, yeah, you'll be fine. Sitting sit. in the car for fourteen hours. It's gonna be yeah. fine. I'm not gonna want to be up. I'm gonna want to be mm. sitting. So it'll be great, mm. guys. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, I Fine. mean, truthfully, truthfully, we'll probably be home well in time for, for baby time. But anyway, going so who back knows? To there is basically <laughs> what we've understood is there is a chance that Tom will be at the games oh, and meet Nikki's baby. So that's yeah, there's a chance we can do a Living podcast together from there. The three of us, mm. me, you and the baby. Tom may very well meet your baby before he even meets me <laughs> yeah. in person. Yeah, entirely possible. There you go. That would See, be great. And. It, it would be a, a dream to kind of like, you know, see the see the games live, right? Because uh, J- Jason's already described there, like when you're watching it on, on, on a stream, you're seeing the curated version. And I remember actually the closest thing I've got, and it is live, is watching CrossFit Strength and Depth. So back in January 2020, totally. I remember Friday Night Lights watching the, uh, the individual athletes do the standard. And like Matt Fraser was there, right? And I still remember that it's a completely different experience because you're watching it through the crowd slightly, but you also get that better feeling of just not only how incredibly fit and strategic they are, but you just get that different angle to what you would if it was curated and produced, right? Because you're going to see the perfect yep. shot, but you're only going to see what the what the camera's on. So I guess like, you know, for anyone who's been at a live event, Nikki, I know you, you will definitely, right? Is you're picking up things that you just can't get through a screen. Totally. Yeah. And my favorite part of reporting from the sidelines when, when I can, you know, when in-person events are happening is when I see something happening on the floor that they don't know about in the booth. 
And I'm like, Hey, you know, in, into my ear, into my mic, I'm like, Hey, check out this lane, you know, so-and-so ripped their hands and now they're having a hard time. We're like, Hey, come down to me for a quick report from the floor because I'm seeing stuff happening that you guys can't catch because I'm literally here. Um, that's, that's definitely the coolest part of, of watching from the sidelines. Speaking of the sidelines, yes. this is this brings me on. Am I allowed to have two moments, right? So yeah. one's actually from the games. One's from the games and one's from the regionals. Okay, I have one from games oh, and one if, from regionals too. If, okay. we're, if we're even allowed to talk about regionals, because I, mm, I, I don't understand what this word is you keep using. Sorry. <laughs> regionals, yeah, yeah. Well, it used to be like a sanctionals, but... Sorry, a what now? It was a sectionals, yeah, actually, yeah, back in the day. that's it. <laughs> So the, the speaking of sidelines, my this has got nothing really to do with the athletes um, at all. Um, the the 20, 2016 games, um, you must have been on the sidelines yep. at the 2016 games, yep. right? Yeah. So the suicide sprint final. If you do, do you know what I'm gonna? In fact, it wasn't. It was the final. It was the last heat. It was the last heat. It had like all of the big names in it: Fraser, uh, Olsen, uh, whatever Panchik was good God. at that point. The other uh, ones yeah, were only one. 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the other ones were babies. I'm sure, I'm, yeah, I'm sure the other ones are not listening anyway. Um, but the cameraman, I don't know if you remember oh, the it was, cameraman. It was Mars. So were, Mars yeah. It was Mars, yeah. They were sprinting. So the cameraman just went, boom, boom, and like basically finished the race before everybody else. Uh-huh. I was like, what on earth? Carrying a camera. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, carrying a giant rig. That was Mars. Yeah. Mars didn't is Chris, fit as hell, guys. Chris Henshaw do like a whole breakdown on that, didn't he? On on how oh God, did Mars he? was able. Yeah, I'm sure there's a video about him sort of breaking down that sprint. You guys, Chris is the best storyteller in CrossFit. You should get him on this podcast to talk to you guys about that kind of thing. Because he's, his story, I, I just want to listen to him talk forever. I want him to like pre-record bedtime stories so I can give them to my son well you, you can go and listen to an episode of Chalking Fitness Tom's other podcast because he he had him on there yeah. so so I'll don't worry, don't worry Tom I'll give thanks you thanks very one. much yeah some, oh. some somehow I managed me. to reach out to Chris around when Adam uh clinked it is uh kind of sub sub yes. five and 500 pound back squat and I mean anyone that's managed to has ever spoken to like you say Chris is great for stories but for him to speak on that topic as, as a podcast host it was kind of just like so i'm just gonna let you talk and he just like broke it down and it was just yep. beautiful yeah like... <laughs> i love it so good that's a good moment that you picked sam that's a legit one thanks yeah oh. I, I genuinely like i was i was watching it like and you don't see it and then you just see him on the camera because you only see him on the camera and i was thinking have they relayed or something has someone run up and someone else run back nope he was going up the sideline and then you see like matt fraser come in the shot and then you see like the cameraman shot mm-hmm. finished before him and still get, i was like this is insane, insane. But is, is, that was a cool am i allowed to give my second before before, before, before yeah, that though can not? i just check because i was th- i think oh. i was thinking of that one is that the one where sean Wooderland's commentating is like is there anything this man can't do because it's the one where basically just matt fraser yeah. puts down the gas and just like kind of wins that heat because people had always been like, oh, he's not much of a sprinter, yeah. but he'd gone away after 2015 and worked, probably worked with Hinshaw, right? And just kind of like, and and I think that was that, I reckon that was that goosebumps moment of being like, wow, okay, right, this this guy's come back, filled in any holes, any weren't yeah. really holes in the first place. It was just relative. And it's, it's very, 
very impressive. Uh, so not to take the spotlight from for, Mars, for, but it was good on the field as well. No, 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 you're right. And to piggyback on that, for me, that moment with Matt, that like, holy crap, he's the Terminator, like everything that he wants, he gets, <laughs> was the following year, I'm pretty sure it was 2017 when they did the like seven mile run through Aromas, mm. right? That was 2017. Someone someone check me on that. I'm going to sound like You're the un, uneducated reporter where they did the big run and then they did the deadlift ladder in reverse order. Yeah. Makes sense because that, that was a decade yeah. of fitness. So because it was two, it was 10 years after uh, 10 years after right. 2007. And that that was the, the event for me where I was like, cool, like he can sprint, he can lift, he can rope climb now, <laughs> all those things that he had mm -hmm. been working on. But this long, long trail run that no one knew, no one knew the terrain, no one knew what was going on. And for him, he just, he just mm -hmm. crushed. I was like, everyone should be terrified of this man. This is, you know, this is unbelievable. That was, that was the year for me where I was like, wow, no holes in his game period yeah. okay all right what's your second moment sam my second one sorry i was looking up the workout but i'm i'm just i'm rubbish was it that i don't um, know yeah someone's gonna listen to this Googling. and yell at me okay just rubbish at <laughs> ranch trail matt fraser yeah. first and yeah yeah uh, and then sam dancer yeah. got last but then sam dancer crushed that's, the dead that's brilliant because <laughs> it it's great. the whole like the, the, the and you'll you'll hear it firsthand i imagine uh nikki's like the whole thing are you you're gonna warm up and sam dancer's like just run like seven miles i'm warm <laughs> fine. i'm fine yeah all set but i think it was 2016 the, was the ranch yeah, trail I was looking at, that's why i couldn't find it I was 2017 was the the year of ricky garrard i normally base it off the documentaries oh right and we've had a little bit of disruption there so i'm not able to kind of work back as well but a decade of fitness makes sense i don't know because i have pregnancy brain yeah. i believe you but the year that yeah. it started with that was the year i was like oh Okay, he's here. He 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 ain't playing, you know. Yikes. He ain't playing. That's mint. Well, mine mine's another one, and, and this goes back to an OG of uh, of the CrossFit world. Um, and I to me, I, I didn't name my son after him, but my son does have the same name, Elijah Elijah Muhammad. Ah. In regionals, in regionals, twenty fourteen, the event that he absolutely crushed. Because Elijah's obviously a, a basketball player, or he was a basketball player before he was a crossfitter, and it was the sprint and rope climbs. So he literally just started, sprinted to the end, jumped to the top, <laughs> did one pull on the rope, touched the top, jumped down. And there's poor little Noah, I say little, he's not that little, Noah Olsen running next to him like for about the first two. And he's like, oh, this is so, you know, trying to keep up. And then gradually, Elijah's just long legs just take him way far. It's just, they're like little funny things. They're, they're the things that I enjoy. That little was funny things. That was back, like, um, that was a mid-Atlantic regional, wasn't it? Uh, that was back before we had south. super regions. Or was it, no, I don't think it was south. As a shorter oh. athlete, I kind of. Oh. Do you feel triggered? This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mean average CrossFit athlete? Because <laughs> yeah. CrossFit is not a tall man sport, not by any means. So we got to, you guys got to take it when, when you can tall tall people rope climbs is definitely one of those yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to know yeah. what, what tom's if tom's got any i have i have actually and I was, I was thinking about this and i think yeah, there's yeah. always that interesting because i was like right really what springs to mind right and there are a few things and actually i was taken back to um 2015 and heavy dt 
because it was the time when the Ooh. fans got to vote on whether they wanted double DT or heavy DT. And so I'd been doing kind of like CrossFit for just over like a year and a half by that point. So I was still enamored um, and I'm still crushed to this day by heavy barbells. But I think to watch kind of athletes cycle 205 pounds, right? So that's like, you know, that's 90 kilos here in the UK. Um, well, it's 90 kilos in the US as well. You just measure it differently, right? But you know what I mean, right? So it's- <laughs> It's actually not. We don't, it doesn't even exist here. We banned that. <laughs> What? But, what is uh, that? It's, it's, we don't have it's that uh, you know, that was, uh, and I, I did actually look back at the video earlier this week, just being like, oh, you know, why did that spring to mind? And I think there's the cycling of the barbell, but there's also that element that, and I think you look back on it with hindsight, is that, so Fraser had been doing really, really well. And then Ben Smith came through and won that on, on the men's side. And there was that element in that, like, everyone's like, oh, Fraser's going to do great here because, He's a weightlifter and he still came second, but there's just that element is that like, it was a real comeback for Ben. And there's just that element is that mm. like, like Matt Fraser now always talks about what if, right? He's always like, I don't leave anything to chance. And I mean, he went away, came back after 2015, he went away and just everything was then a focus. So I just think just generally heavy DT is just like awesome. So there was definitely that side looking back on it, maybe with like hindsight and knowing kind of like what it meant. It was a pivotal point for Fraser in being like, actually, no. Nah. And it probably wasn't that workout because he got capped later on in the, in the, in the, um, in the events and, you know, pedal to the metal and stuff like that, where it didn't go to, didn't go to plan for him. So there's that side. But the other reason that heavy DT for me is like an awesome one is because uh, it was like, David's daughter and Sigmund's daughter and it was the big it was it was kind of the mm -hmm. I think it was Sarah Sigmund's daughter's rookie year I think but she uh she won that event and it was just kind of like you know everyone was uh then like who's the new uh who's the new daughter uh -huh. on the scene and so that was a, a big uh and I think it was Friday night as well right everyone loves the uh the fr Friday night lights yeah well, I don't know it might have been in the morning but whenever you it know, was it was still impressive you know that event was really special um for me on the floor, it, when Ben did as well as he did, and I had a chance to talk to him about it afterwards, I didn't realize, and Roe actually was the one that like put it, put a bug in my ear. And he was like, you know, his dad's a military guy, right? So like hero wads mean something really special to him. And I got to interview him, talk to him about DT and talk to him about pretty sure it's Navy that, you know, Papa Smith is a Navy guy. Um, ben was really able to, and he's not a super mm -hmm. talkative or emotional guy all the time, especially like right after a, a really tough workout like that. But he was, you know, able to talk about how special and how meaningful that kind of thing is to him. So just kind of added another whole layer to that event, which I think was pretty cool. Do what, I've realized that we all look at the games in very different ways. Totally. Because the moments that stand out for me. Like, so I loved 2019 for the games because it had some of the best Panchik moments. I should better make sure Sam knows which Panchik we're talking about. Scott. <laughs> because... The other two are very hard to tell apart in fairness, Sam. You mean the good, the good one? one. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, no, sorry, Sam. <laughs> sorry, Sam. You even sorry, said it too. Yeah, sorry, guys. It was Sam's fault. But there, was the, there were two moments that like, and you talk about not being there in person. So kind of the camera has to catch these. Yeah. And there was the the chalk with Matt Fraser where in the clean, la in the not clean ladder, the, the clean, uh, when they were just doing the- It's such a you thing to do as uh... well. This is such a you thing to do. I can imagine when you and Tom were working out, this is exactly what happened. It was 
similar. I wouldn't let him have the chalk until he shook my hand. And then when yep. he shook my hand, I told him, how dare you? We're in a COVID compliant environment. <laughs> Don't touch me, good sir. Don't do it. And then there was also the water bottle during like the ringer event with um, when Noah tried to, to have that last bit of water from, from Scott's bottle and he just like snatched it and launched it across the room. <laughs> But I love those moments because it's just, yeah. that's, you know, that I feel like that's what you don't get all the time when you watch kind of professional sport, let's say, where you're just watching the, you know, the, the time on the field and you don't yeah. see them kind of warming up or getting ready or what's going on in the, you know, rest that they have to have between ringer one and ringer two or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, and yeah. I love them. I mean, the clean event anyway was a great event. And really took uh, kind of the fact that it was the the first year to have so few mm-hmm. because of all the cuts meant that they could do something like that. That it was very kind of slow and drawn out, but was yeah was great to watch. And I also liked. I'll throw out another one then because seeing as I'm just somebody who picks apart when people uh-huh. are mean to Matt Fraser, the other one I really liked was the the Mary event. Um, so good. Because what I loved was Noah also going out way too hot and then getting to listen to commentary for the whole time. Everyone going, he's gone out too hot. Is he going to be able to, oh, he's gone out, oh, typical Noah, he's gone out too hot. He's gone out too And he just held Fraser off the whole time. Rushed. Yep. Incredible finish. So his first event win at the CrossFit Games, but then Carrie Pierce beat everybody's time on the same event. Right, right, right. For the right. Women. Then so there was that. Like, well, there was you did win. That. But did you win? But did you really? <laughs> you won your division for the boys, I guess. Isn't that like when um, Tia did the uh, paddle, the paddle and swim, and beat everyone, every, like everyone, by like five minutes? Uh, <laughs> like uh, men, women, dogs, fish. She, she ran she in with. Um, if it's the one the where they did it all together, um, she actually. She yeah, they had a sprint finish, even yeah. though they're in separate divisions. When he finally understood what, <laughs> what she but, was trying but to tell But it is, it is also like, but she did, she did beat like most of the men in that division. So you're totally right about that. It is also like when Sam Briggs just like dusted everyone in Murph. Right? It was Sam, right? I'm going to sound like the worst reporter ever because I'm like mixing up people. It's pregnancy brain, but I'm um, pretty sure it was Yeah, Sam. no, she had it. She did yeah, absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely smash that. I think it was, I think it was Murphy yeah, and Sam. Totally. Um, yeah. But uh, she is a heroine of our country. Duly, She's like, well deserved. A grand country. Yes. Times a thousand. She, she is... puts the great in Great Britain. <laughs> I agree. Anyone. I agree fully. She's I was going to say awesome. she puts the biceps in, in, in Britain. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that too. That also. Uh, it, it's it, Jason, I like what you're saying there, how people can bring different, we, we all bring different views to kind of like our, our memory. Right? So, mm-hmm. Nikki, you've got that kind of like, you're seeing different dimensions to it because, like, you're getting that diff- that more personal interaction you know and I think I was probably focusing more on like oh that was pivotal you know it was kind of orchestrated and I, mm-hmm. Jason, I love for you you were like ah oh, that was funny or you know that really shows maybe a little bit <laughs> more of like what you don't see like say in like a, a larger sport where everything everything is perfectly orchestrated so like if you're watching if you're watch, if you are there beforehand like actually even the the warm-up is kind of like um planned so uh yeah 
yeah totally so but uh i always wonder whether it'd be really interesting to have like more mics on on the on the floor right so that you could actually hear uh uh right. hear what they're saying well like last year was totally last year was like that i was just gonna say like 2020 really gave everyone a way different perspective on what it was like out on the competition floor because it was quiet and there was no music and, you know, it, it, you could hear them breathing. You could hear them talking to each other. You could literally like, you know, they finished the lift and, and, and you could be, mm-hmm. you could hear them be like, yeah, it was great. Or like, whatever. And that to me as a fan, um, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that because there is something really special about being Friday night lights and the Coliseum, loud music, big cheering. But I got to tell you guys, like I was glued Mm. to the competition in moments where it was silent. I was just, as a fan, just absolutely there for it. And I, I, like, I like watching, watching Matt look for people's breathing because he can do that. He can hear and be like, oh, he's tired back there. I know I don't have to go that far to, you know, and that is like, that's a level of athleticism that does not exist outside of the top tier of elite athletes. And so to me, it was, it was fascinating. I loved it. They learned that from Chris, right? So Chris is like the master tactician. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like he's the, he's the one who kind of teaches them all those tactics. Cause that's, that was the kind of the big thing about when Matt's uh, the weight fell out of his rucksack and everyone was like, Oh, he looked back and saw it. And Chris was like, no, he was looking back. Cause that was the corner of which you can look back. Like he doesn't want to show weakness. Yeah. So he doesn't want to like run along looking backwards. Like you know that. I guess maybe another pivotal moment or any. The, so uh, ooh. Yeah, the, the moment when Matt Fraser cheated is a pivotal moment. I quite no, like that. No, no. Well done, Sam. Nice for you to bring that one up. Mm. The the ruck is my was my moment that I was going to bring up, but for a completely oh, different sorry. reason. No, completely different reason. Oh, let's hear your reason then. Okay, so the ruck 2019. If you tell everyone... me you cut a hole in Matt Fraser's bag, <laughs> then I am. Well, before he started, I took my <laughs> knife. No, my God. Can you imagine? Um. So everyone started all at once, right? Like men and women all started together at the same time. And uh, Lucas Hogberg came in first for the men. And it was guys blazing hot out on the field of play. Like there is, there was no shade. It was like high noon or something like that. And it was just, it would have been really unfair to make him stand around and wait in the hot sun after doing that ruck to do our interview live. So we pre-taped our interview and, you know, we ran it, we fed it into the, the end of the segment after we did the female winner live so that we could let him like go ice bath and, and get in the cool. And I'm <laughs> setting up with him and I, you know, I've got my mic and I'm like, Hey man, like we know you're a great runner. That is definitely one of his strong suits, but this was a, a, a brand new element and so hot out here. And there were so many different factors that, you know, might not have played into the fact that you're one of the greatest runners. So how were you still able to, make this epic time and he looked me dead in the eye and he just like deadpan was like well i really needed to poop (laughs) so i ran really fast except he didn't say poop he said a word that i'm sure you would cut out of your show (laughs) and i was just standing there with my mic like ah back to you guys (laughs) i didn't know what to do i was like what 
Okay. Now I understand. Congratulations. Yeah. We cut that. We cut that mm. and we did not air that interview. I tried so hard to find it because I was like, this is going to break the internet. I need to be able to find this and post this on my, on my Instagram. I now understand how. Um, yeah. But I couldn't get the video from the truck. I couldn't do it. That's how the elites do it then. They don't go for a nervous wee or poo beforehand. <laughs> they hold it in and then use it to power them through. <laughs> No, he was, he's just a funny guy. Um, and he ended up giving me a real answer, but it was just like, I was like, he's trying to throw me off intentionally here. It's a good thing we're not live right now. I mean, you say it was a real, he gave you that he then gave you a real answer. Yeah. Um, probably did. that he was did. the real answer. And then he was like, and here's something you can broadcast. Yeah. More if than I, If I remember correctly with that rock run though, like Lucas, like he, he ran like, like, like he was running for the school bus, right? It it, it looked just like just, holding, the- just like you know, <laughs> just like trotting along, like and it was just. Yup, yup, was giant man with this <laughs> tiny backpack. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, I have I have one more moment from games. Can I or no from regionals rather? Can I say it? Go for fast? it. Oh, well, it, you can. It, it, I mean, it. Sam's broken all the rules, so okay, good. Like, who am I to stop you at this point? That's that's literally the only reason I'm here. Tom is the dad. <laughs> Jason's the pessimist and I'm the one who just makes fun of everybody. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to help you break the rules. Um, so regionals 2018, I was in Madrid and we had a power outage at the stadium and it was insane. And the lights went out and the music went out and it was like the worst timing because the female heats were doing thrusters. And it was like just the, sh- the worst time in the world to like not have any sort of like beat in the background or motivation or, you know, overhead lights, minor things you need while working out. And uh, they were only down for a couple of minutes. I mean, the, the engineers were racing through the, the stadium to try and get everything back on. And eventually our audio guy was like super sweaty and ra- like got everything working and ran back into the stadium and had no shirt on all of a sudden and we were like what have you been doing well, whatever it worked. Then. Uh, yeah exactly the thrusters yeah exactly <laughs> um but while the power was out the crowd in the stadium um kind of kept the athletes going by the lead athlete they were counting her reps as she was doing them and she was on like the last 10 thrusters or something like that so every time she would dip and drive, the entire stadium was like one, two. And it was one of the most electric scenes that I have ever been a part of, which you wouldn't think, right? You think like with the music and the lights and that's kind of what gives you chills. Um, it was one of the best moments to be a part of the CrossFit community. And I don't know if anyone saw it because I think when our power went out, our broadcast went out too. Um, and it was, it was incredible to see so now we don't even know if the story is true because apparently there's no evidence because made it all up actually i was doing the thrusters uh and then i won the event and then i went to the game so you'll never know i want to ask uh yeah yeah, one more one more question so you talk about no music and like then because of a power outage but there was no music at like the 2020 right games either um so i heard like dave castro talking about like Actually, he enjoyed the 2020 games in a different way because it was a, a lot smaller. So he wasn't having to think about trying to get yeah. like five heats through. And and then it was just like there were five athletes, um, you know, that he just, well, 10 athletes that he had to kind of 
uh, managed. So there was a lot more time then for him to actually engage with the athletes a little bit more. So he's always like, mm-hmm. so I was listening to it. It was the Coffee Pods and Wads podcast with uh, with Peter. And uh, he was saying that actually yeah. one-to-one, Dave gives kind of like real depth of engagement because he gives you your full attention but in the kind of grand kind of like spectacle of the games he's like I can't focus on the individual because I've got hundreds of athletes and spectators to to kind of consider so did you then get that did you find that as well not necessarily with Dave but just because there was less to cover that you got to know the athletes a little bit better or, or do you know them quite well already Yeah, both. So I I do know them quite well um, at this point, but there were still some newer faces and I hadn't spent a lot of time with Sam. I didn't know Justin very well um, beforehand. And it definitely gave me a little bit more of an opportunity to foster those relationships faster because we were just all in this bubble together. And, you know, there were no places we could go outside of places we could go together. So normally I don't spend time eating with the athletes or in the warm-up area because that's kind of like their personal space. But, you know, last year it was very much, um, very much all Mm -hmm. in the family. So I was able to, you know, continue hanging out with the people I know and love already and kind of make those new friends much faster than, than previous years. And I also think that, it was one of those types of experiences that kind of no one no one knows what it was like to be in that bubble except us. So that very odd, um, high pressure, high tension scenario brings you together faster. Um, and I think it was it was well executed so that we could focus on our focus on the task at hand, but also definitely comfortable enough that we could we could be together and kind of foster those relationships too. The idea that you could eat together with the athletes mm. when they are having to eat for performance because they are at games and you can eat whatever you want. Yeah. And I mean, that surely must be your all-time <laughs> favorite moment at the games. It's just you getting to like chow down on whatever you want and everyone else can just look at you no. and weep. No, we do get great. We usually get great catering um, and there's always very healthy options, which is lovely. Um, we try to you can't, you can't like eat like a total jerk at games, even when you're working on the media team, because we have like 14 hour days and we have to be on our feet all day. Like I can't like hammer down a burger and fries and then try to like go and do four events and interviews and stuff. It's not (laughs) possible. I'd fall asleep. So we were, we're pretty good when we're there, but the best part of that now, but let's be heavily pregnant, Nikki. She does at the games. Story. (laughs) I will say that the best part of, the end of competition is watching the athletes eat. It is unbelievable. After um, the Italian showdown two years ago, um, we all went out for dinner and I watched Noah put away an entire pineapple. Filled, they like hollowed out a pineapple, filled it with ice cream, but it looked like just whipped cream. And then chunked up the pineapple and put it back in it. I watched him eat that entire thing as an appetizer before like four pizzas came. <laughs> One of his pizzas had French fries on it. It was yeah. awesome. I was just like, well-deserved, my friend. <laughs> like, you just busted your butt all weekend. Absolutely, you should eat this. It was great. Well, I don't know. I mean, I love pizza, but that sounds like a lot of work to get four pizzas, to be honest with you. It was good. Yeah. It was all, anyway, worth, well, all worth it in the end. <laughs> thank you so much, Nikki. We've enjoyed your your stories from behind the scenes. And uh, it's okay. been nice to hear as well. well Sam and Tom's favorite moments from the games. Hopefully, Nikki will be back with us next week uh, to break more rules. And we'll see you all then. 